0: Please clap. It it's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! Check this out.
1: All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 1039 WYAB. I had a week off last week. Good to be back. I've missed a ton of stuff. I'll hit on some of it. Some of it I'm just going to have to let go. I have to realize my new lot in life doing two hours a week. I can't cover everything, so I'll tell you, I tilt towards the things that they interest me and I think are maybe possibly more important as well. I wish you could see my mobile studio right now. I'll tell you where I'm broadcasting from in a second. I, 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 my office, when I travel, I have two large monitors, a laptop, a printer on my desk. Now I have recording equipment on here. I have, I could get tangled in this, this hodgepodge of wires and be in some big trouble. Holy cow. I've made a mess here. I am broadcasting from the sunny state of California. And I got to tell you, California is, it is a truly beautiful place. I have not even gotten to the ocean yet, but just the drive in from Mississippi through the desert. I am in the high deserts of California right now and doing a little bit of work in the valleys as well. But the landscape is absolutely stunningly incredible. Go ahead. to I had to get out of here pretty quickly. On the way back, I plan on maybe taking a little bit more of a leisurely drive and taking some pictures. I think that may start to be my new hobby as I travel. I'm going to start kind of documenting where I've been, but i, I got to tell you that the mountains, even the desert, it really is very fascinating. The climate is great, although I will say, as of today, it's 100 degrees here. When I got here, it was about 84, and I was... I don't know, kind of trolling some people <laughs> back in the southeast. Uh, but it is 100 degrees today, but it's only 100 degrees for two days. And it will be back into the mid-80s in the morning. It is cool and crisp. Uh, I got It is such a beautiful state, and it is such a shame that it has been completely ruined politically. Uh, this state has got... Uh, has really done just about everything to destroy the California dreaming. And, and it's amazing because if you move about California and just look out your window and enjoy the atmosphere, the, uh, the weather, it, it really is. It's a great place to be, but the people who have been allowed to run this state for decades after decades have just absolutely destroyed it. It's interesting. I, um you know, I have not seen a lot of homelessness here, but I'm not really in a big metropolitan area. You know where I saw homeless that I was really surprised? I stayed one night in Abilene, Texas. There were a ton of homeless people right there off the interstate at the gas station had to stop and pick up some gasoline. There homelessness in Abilene, Texas. And they were not immigrant homeless in Texas either. This was just your rank and file, probably people addicted to opioids. It was just interesting. I haven't seen that here, but obviously the policies of this great state have just really ruined it. And what's interesting is I meet a lot of people when I travel. I talk one-on-one with people. And one of the things I do in my attempt at small talk and getting to know anybody is I'll just talk about how beautiful the state is. And almost every single person I have said that to has said, yeah, but we're looking to leave California about as soon as we can. Uh, someone today mentioned that they have already got friends or family, I think it might have been a child, that is kind of testing the waters of Idaho. They're looking to get out. They've got a great home. They've got a great life here in California. It's just it's gotten to be completely unaffordable. And, and it brings up the same point, and it's kind of going to be the, th- the theme of today's show, which is basically class warfare. <laughs> One of the most consistent things about my show is I have spent the entire time on air not playing the two-party game, but asking, why in the world do we put up with these ruiners? These are the people that have just, they're just destroyers. Of all that could be great about this country and even a state like California with all of the beauty and the resources and the talent and everything else, they're still able to ruin it. Uh, the theme of this show has been for the entire time I've been on WIAB and for at least a decade before is, look, we're all getting screwed by the same people. Why are we fighting with each other? And, and this is at every level of government here in you know California. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, really doesn't matter where you are. We have such a big, beautiful country, so many good people. The people out in California have been especially friendly. I had a woman today give me a sandwich for lunch. I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of places, doing a lot of work. Nobody has gone into their kitchen and made me a sandwich and insisted that I took it. And then she chased me down as I was leaving and said, Hey, I want to let you know it's all organic, too. We hadn't even talked about that. Just (laughs) a... I guess California is where the organic movement kind of started. They're known as the granola state, but uh, they, they have the people here have gotten some things right, while the politicians have just completely uh, screwed this place up. And this is the ruiners in both parties ruin it at every turn. They are just the ruiners. There's just as many Republican ruiners as there are Democrats. They just ruin different things. I think I heard uh, I keep in touch with the other hosts back at WIEB. Apparently, Tate Reeves put out some kind of a message that don't worry with the resurgence of COVID that they're trying to scare the bejesus out of us with. He said there won't be widespread mask mandates. Oh, he's, he's probably OK with some, you know, if the, if the hospitals force him to use those useless face talismans. But it's just is quite amazing to me. And it doesn't matter whether it's Mississippi or California. It doesn't matter what state it is full of good people just wanting to live their lives and enjoy their lives with the time they've got on this planet. And we have let a political class of parasites be the ruiners, the ruiners of America. I guess I'll go ahead and play this real quick. I I ran into this. and Originally, I had in my notes, you know, like this. Sometimes I'll put that in my notes. I'll yeah, I was going to talk about the ruiners because it's just right in my face just thinking about what a great state California is and how it's been destroyed by its political class and the people who support it. See, I've never been a California should slide into the ocean guy. I've cautioned people against that. Great people in California, a beautiful state, just completely lost its way politically. I'm not sure what's wrong with them. I haven't had anybody. Matter of fact, somebody the other day, just. I do not talk politics when I'm doing business. I just don't. It's not good form. I never know what I'm going to get, even though most people don't disagree with me because I hate everybody and most people hate everybody, but they still cling to their team. But I don't talk politics. But of course, somebody the other day in mentioning leaving California, they talked about Gavin Newsom and how they wanted to get away from him. But I, I ran across this clip and originally I had put this as, you know, the ruiners. And then I was going to say like this. Here's the clip. It went pretty viral. Uh, just I'll let you listen to just a, a minute of it. I'm not going to play the whole two-minute thing because there's a spoiler here.
0: I work for a large hospital system in Broward County, Florida, on the anesthesia team. Last night, the house nurse manager came to my department and told us that we must prepare for a COVID crisis that's going to start next week. And they're going, the hospital will be taking part of our recovery unit, anesthesia recovery unit, to house COVID patients.
1: Okay, so I won't play the rest of that. But I heard this. This was posted to Twitter uh, by Stu Peters. He's a right-wing, pretty hardcore, done some interesting stuff. I'm not a Stu Peters fan, and this is one of the reasons... Stu Peters posted this video. He said, A crisis so bad, you know it's coming weeks ahead of time. Also note, these psychopaths know what they're doing. This is Stu Peters. Many of you may be familiar with him. He's a, a right-wing talk show host. And, and I found this quite outrageous, too. It was interesting, though, that Twitter did add, and i got to tell you, either Twitter is duping me, or they've got some pretty good fact checkers that people should pay attention to. Actually, this video is from January of 2021. They've got a link to the day it was originally posted was back in January 2021. Stu Peters posted this uh, just last week. Among all the talk of the new COVID uh, hysteria. So I mentioned this only to say uh, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. Uh, pay attention to. Uh, the sources of things. I, I, everybody is fighting for clicks now. And you need to be especially cautious to not get sucked in by a bunch of just clickbait, like I almost did. I actually thanked Twitter because had Twitter not put that disclaimer on there, I was going to play that like a, oh my God, here they go. They're doing it again. Now, don't get me wrong. They're going to try to do it again. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Just the news media coverage of the new variant and all of the talking heads going back out and making the rounds. We can't let them get away with it. I'm 100% sure that we need to stand up against any of these things. And I agree. I've been listening to WIEB and heard hosts say, Tate Reeves needs to come out and say, never again. He won't. He won't because he's a big R Republican. But anyway, be very careful of those things because... We don't have to embellish the despicable acts of the ruling class overlords. We, we can simply focus on what we know they're doing. They're robbing you directly from your paychecks. Outside of that, they are inflating away your purchasing power by spending endlessly at every level of government, causing them to print more money, which devalues the money that you have been working for, and they've been building a police state. There's so many. uh, I could I could go on for the rest of the hour about what the ruiners have been up to. But let's focus on the things that we know that they are doing. And you don't have to jump on every bit of clickbait. Uh, We don't have to embellish. We don't have to make things up. Be cautious of that. When we come back more on the (laughs) more on class warfare. I just ran across a stream of things, some interesting quotes, a great a great clip from the great George Carlin. And it just, oh, it just ties in. I've been extremely consistent since the day I came on air. The fight is not between the right and the left. The fight is between you and them. And the them is this class of ruiners I'm talking about. Let the go blow, rough
0: night in Jericho.
1: continue to be fascinated by the guy down in Argentina. I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. This is a Trump-style guy. He's even got crazy hair, kind of mutton uh, sideburns, mutton-chop sideburns. But he's got a a very brash kind of Trumpian style. But the comparisons to Trump are in style only. In substance, the guy's a libertarian. And he just won... At least I haven't seen anything in the past few days, but he won the first round of voting. Now, I bring this up for a couple of reasons. One, I'm about to read a quote from the guy. Uh, The other is that for all of the people out there that says, well, well, you know, you can't vote for a third party. It's just never going to work. Well, country after country after country proves that's not right. Now, the Libertarian Party's got its problems. I've spent years and years criticizing the party itself. I'm not a party guy. I'm just a freedom guy. The Libertarian Party is just the party that actually talks about real freedom. Uh, but there, there's always this, well, third parties can't win. But countries, as soon as people get to, you know, in Argentina, they're on their, I think, eighth serious currency crisis, many of them in our lifetimes. Serious, serious, 100%, 1,000% inflation there. See, finally, when people get desperate, they start looking to something else. It's just a shame, like everything else. We have to wait until we hit rock bottom to, to change the way we think about things. People are still heading into 2024. Look around. We have the least affordable car market ever. We've got the least affordable housing market in 25 years. Our kids are crying out for help. we got middle-class people. I've played some clips on this show that are taking to social media in tears in their cars, saying, how is anybody making it? They are saying that when student loans restart, I think it was 45% of the people who owe student loans have already said they're going to default on them because they cannot fit that payment back into their budget now. You know, they haven't paid for three years, and during that three years, the money they did have for student loans has been eaten away by inflation. So I I really don't know what people are clinging to that this time it'll be different. The the second term of Joe Biden, that'll really fix everything. Or if we bring Trump back, the guy that printed up more money in his final year. And yes, I know it was the Federal Reserve who did it, and it was Congress that spent it. But it was Trump cheerleading it and actually asking that he wanted the checks and the stimmies to be bigger. But sure, that'll change it. I mean, I just I look around and I say, How much longer do these two parties get to rule this country before people catch a clue? Well, the people of Argentina caught a clue. I'm going to read you a a great quote. This is another thing very close, very close to what Mike Madison has said on this show for years. Uh, This is the quote. His name is Javier Millet. I don't know if I've ever heard his name pronounced. It's M-I-L-E-I. You can go check him out. He certainly is a character. As I said, Trump style with libertarian ideas. He's a big admirer of Ron Paul. I'll put it that way. But he looks like, like, like a brash, younger Trump. This is his quote from Javier Milier. He said, when the state calls you a taxpayer, it's equivalent to a rapist calling his victim his girlfriend. When the state calls you a taxpayer, it's equivalent to a rapist calling his victim his girlfriend. Now, what I've said very similar to this is to all of the fair tax and flat tax people. And I've said, well, that's kind of like saying, I know if I, I I don't mind getting raped, but can you give me a comfy bed and put a pillow underneath my neck? It's just the, the height of beta mail to me to hear people talking about, well, I, I know the, the government should still rob us and pull trillions of dollars out of the private sector. But can we please at least do it on a postcard or, or something like that, something easier, instead of demanding that you enjoy the money that you earn yourself? You know where that money goes to D.C., and I've played these things. Boy, I'm about to go off on a tangent. I've played these clips of people pushing flat tax and fair tax, and they say, it's revenue neutral, and the, that what that means is, that's right, the government's still going to take as much money out of the private sector economy. It's still going to take as much money out of our pockets. It's just going to be easier. They don't even pretend they want to shrink the size of government. You flat tax people and fair tax people, I cry for you. What happened to you? Are you that brainwashed? And that it, it, it's Stockholm Syndrome is the only thing I can think of. So I think Javier Millier, uh has got it very close to right. And then I've got to play this. I've got to play this. Uh, the great George Carlin. And this is this, I'm telling you, we are in a class war. And it's not between the poor and the middle class. It's not between the poor and the upper middle class. It's not between the poor or the middle class and the wealthy, you know, your person making a million dollars a year. They're getting hammered on stuff just as well. They're paying tons in taxes because they, they haven't reached that escape velocity where they can hire tax attorneys to make sure they don't pay a nickel like the people who make $100 million or in political office. So even the millionaire class, unless they, I'd say, what, 50 million, maybe 100 million, that's your escape velocity. You can then go out and buy yourself a Congress critter or get together with some of your other uber-wealthy buddies and buy some Congress critters for your industry or your corporate structure. Or at that point, it makes money to ship money off sea, uh, overseas, offshore, is what I was trying to say or set up some kind of a, a charitable thing, like the Clinton <laughs> Foundation or the Gates Foundation. You know what I mean? That's who this is between. It's not between white white and black. It's not between white and Hispanic. It's not between black and Hispanic. It's not between white and Asian. It's not between gay and straight. That's the That's the battle they want you fighting. The real battle, the real battle has yet to be recognized by about 95% of the people. But of course, before his time, the great George Carlin
0: the ruling class operates in any society, they try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the money. Fairly simple thing happens to work. You know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality. Anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs.
1: Oh, I miss him. I miss him so much. What would the great George Carlin say about 2023? He would have had a... Oh, he must be chomping at this, just thinking, Oh my God, I'm missing so much material. He's probably kicked back saying, I tried to warn him. Well, I hear you, George. <laughs> so have I. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 1039 WYAB, the only radio station in Central Mississippi that would have me. (laughs) So either credit or blame uh, the ownership of WYAB for giving me this platform where I am doing guillotine radio today. I'm ready to get into the guillotine business. I still want to travel. I'll do uh, door-to-door guillotine sales when people finally catch a clue. You know, I heard something the other day. I was watching one of my economic nerds. Uh, podcasts or it's actually a video there's a guy named uh, adam taggart he does a great financial thing he interviews a bunch of people just about daily and it's called wealthy on if you are an economics nerd like myself they talk about the economy in different sectors a really very well done show a lot of great guests but he had a guy named peter atwater on uh, a couple of weeks ago i guess and he said something that i thought was so great and i don't know if this is original to him Uh, But he said, if someone stands out in the cold, in the rain for long enough, they'll get into the car with anyone. If someone stands in the cold, in the rain for long enough, they will get into the car with anyone. And boy, like I say, I don't know if that's an original thing. I don't know if that's a quote. I didn't take the time to look it up. But boy, doesn't that feel like where we are right now? Americans are just out in the cold, and the rain. We've been left out of the government. We have basically no voice. They lie to us at every single turn. And so as soon as somebody comes up who says all the right things, and I'm watching it live time right now in the campaign season, oh, people will get in the car with them. They will ride hard with them. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where that car is going to take you. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, to further go on with my... My class warfare. I I love signs that it's kind of catching on. And one of the things, I think I mentioned it a little bit, and I don't know how much, is this Rich Men North of Richmond song. It's really been very interesting. And I saw this video and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, elites. (laughs) The people might be catching on. I mean, who knew? I should have been doing a three-minute song rather than 10 hours a week of radio for the last 10 years, but I'll take it wherever it comes from. Uh, what's more fascinating, and I have not played the song. It's a great song. The guy's got a great voice. Very interesting. Certainly has started a movement. And for the last thing I saw, the guy's making $40,000 a day. He turned down $8 million recording contract. Pretty cool. He said he has no interest in that. We'll see if that, that that's tough to turn down. But apparently, someone reported he was making forty thousand dollars a day. I guess just from downloads of a song. So that's quite amazing. You gotta love to see it—a guy just come out of nowhere like that. But what I found even more interesting than the song itself is the reaction videos to the song. Now I've seen a couple. I'm gonna play this one. Looks like a is it a black guy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe late twenties, early thirties. Uh. But there have been great ones where it's just mashups of all kinds of different people. I'm talking about young teenagers, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 60-somethings reacting to this video, white, black, male, female. They're all just listening to the song. And, and I, I think it's hitting home with a lot of people. But I really liked this guy's reaction to this rich man north of Richmond.
0: Y'all, if you haven't heard Richmond, North of Richmond, man, you, you gotta hear it. I don't care what color you are—black, white, Asian, Hispanic, bro. It's some serious feels. Those are men. Those are rich men. This for the women who birth all daughters and sons and they nurse all. All of our family while we are traveling, trying to get paychecks and work hard i don't know how much longer i can take this only looks like i got half of my paycheck how can i explain this all to a baby i know i'll read it the statement you gave me
1: well i'll tell you what <laughs> i can explain it to you i can explain to you why you're getting half a paycheck and you got people out there saying just make it a fair tax <laughs> oh my god oh it just drives me nuts Near Mr. Lot, know you've been working daily around the clock. Gotta provide for the family you got. But you laid off sincerely your boss, I'm sorry. Isn't that sounding outrageous? How about you go home and say that? Go to your daughter and tell her you broke, cause when your boss will give you some change, you would take it. I am not one to just take it. I am not one to be
0: lazy. Earn what I get I put days in. I am just one my payment.
1: So this goes on. And this has resonated the song has resonated along uh, I mean, among a large swath of people because they are noticing. And I, I love the fact that this guy has put out this song that has given, uh, given people kind of a meeting place to, to go to, it, come to. And I'm not trying to, I don't know, maybe this sounds like I'm trying to be self-congratulatory. It, the song is basically, we've all been getting screwed by the same people. White, black, young, old. Poor, working poor, middle class, upper middle class, every single one of us. You, you know who doesn't take half your paycheck, and I hate to break this to you, this one might not be popular. Transsexuals. I mean, you might have some problems with it, and I don't like the stuff in schools, and obviously this is a weird cultural thing that is damaging our children, but gay people, transsexuals, Republicans... Average Republicans, I'm not talking about the politician, I'm talking about conservative people. They haven't been taking half your paycheck. This one small group of probably a couple thousand people in Washington, D.C., and in state capitals around the, the state, uh, the country, they're the ones that have chopped up half your paycheck. It, like I say, I, anybody wants to bring me their paycheck and say, Mike, can you explain to me how I get up every day and I work two jobs and this is all I've got to show for it? I'd be happy to have that explanation. I'd be happy to explain that to you. <laughs> it's not hard. But, but this has been fantastic. But I wanted to play this, too, because this guy, this Oliver Anthony, who did the song, uh, he's put out some videos, too. Now, <clears throat> I think that the right tried to kind of claim him, and I think it failed. And I'm, I'm glad because this shouldn't be a right-left issue. This is a song about working people and the fact that everybody's getting screwed. But it was just interesting to hear a little bit of what Oliver uh, Anthony said. This is a guy I could go have a beer with.
0: Uh, but it was funny kind of seeing the response to it. Like, that song has nothing to do with Joe Biden, you know? <gasps> what? It's a lot bigger than Joe Biden. Um That song is written about the people on the on that stage, and a lot more, too, not just them. but Now, he, he,
1: what he's talking about is—I I should have prefaced this or probably started it a little earlier. He's talking about the Republican debate. I guess the song came up. I did not watch it. I'm not going to spend time on this radio show talking about those eight people. Oh, I know Vivek was such a star. He's a little too smooth for me. i got to tell you, my spidey senses are up a little bit. He says some things I like, but he's almost too smooth. You know what I mean? A little authenticity would go a long way with me. Maybe I've just been burned. I've told you, I'm like a jilted lover. I'm always suspicious. I'm trusting of nobody when they're asking me for this level of power. Uh, so, But it, it, it was the eight people on that stage, and they are trying to act like Oliver Anthony has written this song. And, boy, the Republicans, they they really understand. They're there for the people. Now, the Democrats will do the same thing. But this song kind of tilted to the right originally, kind of felt like it was a it was an anthem against, I guess because the Biden regime is in charge right now, so everybody just assumed, yeah, I, I'm going to say this to you one more time. Yeah, we are suffering under Bidenomics right now. Every move Joe Biden makes is a disaster for 99.9% of the population. No doubt about that. But when you look at the inflation... Donald Trump signed huge budget deficits, and 2020, don't even get me started. $7 trillion lockdowns in this country shut down the economy. And just like Biden's doing now, he tried to claim credit for the jobs that started. He said, look at that. We're starting a whole new economy. It's it's the greatest economy again. But this Oliver Anthony is saying, this isn't about Joe Biden. This is bigger than Joe Biden. And he's talking about these suits on stage who dared to act like, oh, they're on the, they're with you, Oliver Anthony people. They're just good old folks like you. Just elect some Republicans, and they're gonna, they're gonna make all these troubles go away. It's just a lie, and at least he, he knows it. And he addresses it here.
0: But definitely them. It's cool seeing some of my other music come out because people are. I guess starting to appreciate and understand what it is I'm really trying to say. It's hard to get a message out about about your political ideology or your belief about the world in three minutes and some change. Um, but I hate I do hate to see that song being weaponized. Like I see I see the right trying to characterize me as one of their own, and I see the left trying to um, trying to discredit me. I guess in retaliation. Uh, that's got to stop. If you watch the response videos on YouTube to this song, it's not conservative people responding to the song. It's not even necessarily Americans responding to the song. Um, I don't know that I've seen anything get such positive response from such a diverse group of people. And I think that terrifies the people that I sing about in that song.
1: So, Yeah, they do. That's what they fear. That's what they fear, and that's why they give you the issues they give you to let you fight about them. They know very well that Joe Biden's just a disaster. He's a great talking point. Look at Hunter Biden. I mean, come on. Let's just say Hunter Biden goes to jail for the rest of his life. What difference will that make to your life? Zero. Even Joe Biden, if he leaves office, I mean, they'll just replace him with another one. Because a good chunk of the country will vote for the next Democrat the same way the next big chunk of the country will vote for the next Republican. This is this is a system issue. It's, it's a systemic issue, not addressed by either one of the parties. I just thought it was interesting to hear Oliver Anthony. He's being used as a political pawn here because everybody has to line up. It doesn't matter what it is, does it? It doesn't matter if it's a mask, if it's a song, if it's a beer, we're all told to immediately line up behind it on our side, right? You got you, you 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 just have to declare which side you're on of every single from important down to meaningless issues, you have to declare your allegiance to your tribe on every single issue. Song, mask, shot, sexuality, it doesn't matter what it is environment no facts no nothing it's just do as you're told line up against it and fight told that over and over again I think Oliver Anthony understands that I'll be right back
0: woke up in my closet this morning
1: All right, final segment for the day. As I said, I can't spend a ton of time on more a bunch of news, but if I can help push all of our Anthony's message a little bit further during my one hour here on WYAB, then I believe it's time well spent, people. It's time to get fed up with the ruling elites in this country. That's who the enemy is. Anyway, some of the other stories that I missed, I was, I was out last week. I was actually on my drive out to California. Long drive, holy cow! It's a long drive. Gets beautiful towards the end, but there's 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 a lot of nothing. <laughs> there there is a lot of nothing between uh, about Dallas to Tucson. Whole lot of nothing. Now uh, one of the stories I missed. I'm not sure how I cover this one. This one's kind of difficult for me to figure out how I. <laughs> uh, Turned out that uh, some IRS agents were out at a firing range for some reason. Learning how to shoot, I don't know, somebody for some. I mean, why were IRS agents at a shooting range doing target practice? Maybe they. Do they hunt? Do they all hunt together? Is that what it is? Are we planning on dropping IRS agents into China at some point? Or is there a possibility? I mean, it can't be not here in the United States of America, certainly you wouldn't have revenue agents training and shooting at targets in the shape of, I don't know, American citizens, would you? Well, uh, of course not. Mike, it can't be that. But apparently, while these people were practicing shooting people for possibly not adhering to an Arbitrary figure set by 537 corrupt guys and gals in Washington, D.C., one of these people shot another one of these people. I, I probably just need to leave it there. They say <laughs> it's always a tragedy when somebody dies. That's what they say. Uh, Trump was arrested had his mugshot done, I was disappointed in the mugshot. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think a smile would have, would have been, I, I thought it would have been better, but people really took to this thing. And, and here's the funny thing about the Trump mugshot to me. You know what I know they did? I know they focus grouped that. There, there had to be other people like me that wanted to see kind of a, eh, this doesn't bother me, I'm playing your game, throw whatever you can at me, that kind of attitude in the picture. I think you can capture all that in the picture. I'm not an actor. I'm not a model. Anybody who knows me knows both of those things are true. But I guarantee you there was a focus group at some point where they brought people together and maybe they had Trump sit and do maybe six different poses. I'm just telling you, this happened. And what he chose was probably picked by the focus group, and it was probably a winner, probably a better idea than, than what I had. I just I don't always like a smile better than a scowl, but it, it reinforced the Trump against the system. T-shirts and mugs. I know this thing went very viral. People are doing murals of it. Ugh, the circus has come to town. I'm telling you, the political theater uh, never rests. Uh, meanwhile, for the rest of us, there's a couple of patents I wanted to dis- discuss. Have I got time? Yeah, I've, I've got enough time in today's show. Uh, I ran across these. You want to know where things are headed? You start looking at some of the patents that, that uh, corporations are filing. You, you can really find out what's coming. I mean, it's very interesting to go back. You'll see. You know, kind of like uh, if we know that Moderna had patented uh, COVID-19 <laughs> years before the uh, the pandemic, or I guess they had... Maybe come up with the vaccine for it in 2019. It's very interesting. Patents are very telling. People at the patent office probably know more than most of us. But here's an interesting one. There's a a guy on Twitter that I like. His name is Car Dealership Guy. He talks about affordability issues and it's he, kind of the nuts and bolts. As an economics nerd, the auto sector is one of the things I follow. Uh, he tweeted this out. He said, you better not miss a car payment. Ford has filed a patent that would allow self-driving cars <laughs> to, to drive away from owners who can't keep up with their, pay, with their payments. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not laughing at anybody who has a car repossessed, but I mean, I, I just only kind of imagine you're getting ready to go to work, you walk out. You know, they're going to stick it to you. All right. You know, these companies, if you're not paying them, they're going to stick it to you. They're going to wait till you get close. Maybe they'll do like that trick that my friends and I used to always do where, you know, when you walk up to the car and you're about to grab the handle, they lurch forward a little bit so you can't, and you got to walk forward. And then you got to reach for the handle again and they lurch, they go a little further down the road. (laughs) So if you want to get in the car, you have to keep going. I imagine, you know, Ford may put that feature in just to be like, you know, we told you, we want our money. And then the thing just zips off. You're sitting there with your lunchbox and your suit on standing in the front yard as you wave bye-bye to your car. It says while the patent is not yet approved, the future is most definitely going to be wild. Well, I guess that's one that's one way to put it. Uh, but here's another one. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up here. I've warned about these things too. I'm telling you, this show is. I'm I'm Mike Tradamus. Uh, This is a Jessica Rojas that posted this. She said these psychopaths will not stop in Apple's patent background. They note that the brain active that brain activity can be monitored using electrodes placed on the scalp of a user. The electrodes may in some cases be placed inside or around the outer ear of the user. Measuring of the brain activity using electronics placed in around the outer ear may be preferred due to benefits such as reduced device uh, device mobility and decreased visibility of the electrodes, which compared to other devices that require electrodes to be placed on visible areas around the scalp of the user. And what she's pointing to is... Apple patent signals aim to measure brain activity using, anyone, anyone, AirPods sensor system. I'm telling you, I, do, do you know how those AirPods work? I've tried to explain this to people. It's why I don't use AirPods. The signal goes to one of the AirPods, not both of them. Signal from your phone, it goes to one of them. Then the signal is relayed to the other one through your brain, straight through your skull. I would like to do an experiment where we look at the political beliefs and things that people fall for and if they're maskers or whatever it is if they use airpods I bet you they're more susceptible to the propaganda that comes out of this government that's all the time I've got have a great one I'll see you
0: tomorrow you I Streets no you and when, when it's time no handle business and we know what to, do. what to do. Me and my crew, we stay true, old school and new. Many will call but the
1: chosen the few. We, we rise to the top, what you want just